and you're live on Dead Radio. Yo, yo, everybody. Welcome to another episode um, of Dead Radio. And obviously, with your main man, Bang is Dead. Um, today, we've got a special guest, um, my main man. He's going to introduce himself. Um, so, <laughs> I obviously have to say this again for the new subscribers or someone new that's watching. I don't like... Um, Oh, let me tell you. Actually, I don't like uh, I don't like describing people. I don't like telling people. Um, I don't like telling people who I think they are. I'd rather have them tell us who they think they are and who they believe they are. You know, mm. if I start this and I have like a long, oh, the greatest blah 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 international, I thought like, <laughs> yeah, like a- that's probably not who you think you are <laughs> in your head. <laughs> yeah, you know, and this is mainly all about you. Um, so yeah, I want you to introduce yourself. What's good, bro? How you doing? Thank you, brother. I mean, I, I share the same sentiment, bro. I don't, okay. really, I don't really know how to, how to describe it. I'm sorry myself. to interject you, right? So, one, that camera's for me. That one's for me. That's for you, and that's for us. Uh, it's okay. part of the story, don't worry. I don't need to look at that. No, 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 that's for me, that's for me. Even though these niggas can't see me, but that's for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, introduce yourself, bro. Who are you, and what do you do? You can look at the camera, you can look at me. Let's just be having a conversation. I don't want us to think about it as an interview. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna Yeah. So I mean, bro, to be honest with you, I share the same sentiment. I'm also not like uh, really good at explaining who I am and what I do. <laughs> um, I just think it's, 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 it's I, I just, as I start doing it, I start feeling corny. Right, you know of course. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've done this, I've done yeah. that. <laughs> but I mean, for the purpose of introduction, uh, you know, my name is Vaughn Thiel and I um, am a independent record label uh, executive. Um, okay. I'm also an artist manager, and I run. Well, for a long time, I ran a creative agency. Right. Directed a lot of content, and yeah, man, I've I just see myself as a young entrepreneur that's kind of figuring it out. Right. Right. That's perfect. Yeah. You know, straight to the point. Yeah, man, bro. I, I really don't know how to else how else. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a bio. On Instagram. <laughs> I don't have it's a like bio. Like, <laughs> I've had. You know how many times I remove that shit? Oh, okay. I've probably removed them. Like oh, regularly, like all it is right now is like my PA's email address. It's like, yeah, yo, yeah. if you need to get a hold of me, uh, that's where you go. I'm not gonna tell you about me because you should know what you're here for. You What's know what I'm saying? Like, like honestly speaking. So basically, how this is gonna roll out? Um, basically, we're gonna talk about your background, obviously, because your background. Um, plays a big part in who you are today, Um, your influences when you were a kid, what you did mostly, and yeah, so where were you raised and where did you come up, like where where did Vaughn, where was Vaughn created? So I was actually born in um, in, uh, the Free State. Okay. Yeah, so I come from a small town called uh, Kronstadt. Right, wasn't expecting that one. Yeah, I bro, nobody was. (laughs) Crazy. Uh, So yeah, man, I was from a small town called Kronstadt, it's a just a little outside of Bloemfontein. Right. Um, I was born there, I lived there until I was about six years old. Right. Um, my mom and my father obviously had me over there with, right. my, with my one brother, Jade. Okay. Um, my parents got divorced when I was six years old. Right. Uh, and then I moved to Pretoria with my mom. Right. So then for, for most of my life, I would say that I grew up in Pretoria. Right. Uh, school there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did all the all the shit there. Yeah, you know yeah the real shit. Yeah, the real shit. <laughs> the real growing up shit happened there. Um, and then, uh, then yeah, I moved to Joburg like in my early, sort of early 20s. For what, university or just to hustle? Yeah, it was, a, it was a mixture. It was it was a bit of university, but then it was also um, for, 
for the hustle, man. Right, so it's, when, it's busy you know? when you went to university, or, or what did you study, or what did you want to study? So I was actually, so I played football, man. I was a soccer player. For really? Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, just, didn't yeah. expect that one as well. <laughs> hey, <bro. laughs> and I, was, I, I never do these things. A lot of people don't actually know these things. About Crazy. Me. So I never, Exclusive! <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Uh, I played football for a long time, so uh, I was at uh, the, the, the Tuck Sports uh, Academy. Dope. Um, so I lived in, in Hatfield, Pretoria. Right. Trained there, played there. So the natural progression was that through the academy, uh, you get selected into the senior teams, and then you go and you go to university there. So I did a couple of years at Tuck's. Right. Um, and at that point, I was studying, uh, I think it was like a BCom own choice. So I was doing a few business subjects. Uh, and at some point, I pivoted to like sports science, because I was just trying to actually play soccer. Right. I wasn't really trying to... Uh, do the whole yeah, like the whole dream was to be a footballer from about 18 to about 21 right and then um, from 21 I started like reconsidering what I think my career should be okay um, why you know it was to be honest with you bro I, I just looked around me and thought well look I could probably really push this football uh, dream right um, and maybe get to a point but I mean if I was objective I wasn't the best player. I wasn't the best player. Oh, that's that. That's not like some like some dramatic music. I'm having some sad moment about like yeah, I wasn't the best player. It's like ru, ru, ru. <laughs> uh, But yeah, so I, I um I mean just objectively, I had a look around me, and um, I wasn't the best footballer in my in my team. Um, not not to say that like we were bad players. But right. we, all, we were all really good because we played at a, a level where we were in the reserve side from the PSL team. Right. Um, but to make a career out of football is a very difficult thing. So I just had a bit of like emotional intelligence, man. I just looked around and said, look, three, four players in this team are, are probably going to have careers. Right. You know, uh, like actual sustainable careers. And you're not one and of then, them. Yeah. And I just honestly, I just wasn't wasn't one of them, man. I right. Think that's a, that's an important like it discussion is. to have with yourself. It's right. like that honesty, you know. So yeah, bro. So then I just I had an opportunity um, in when I was about 22, 23, um, just before the, the the varsity cup football started. So I was in that squad, and then uh, I had a conversation with my coach, man, uh, at the time, and I said, "Yeah, coach, this is what's happening. I've got this job opportunity in Joburg. It's a marketing assistant job at a corporate in uh, the east, man. It's like this." Long Meadow Estate or something. It was right. like a business park. I had a, there was a business there that wanted me to come and work for them. Because my ex-marketing lecturer got the marketing manager job there. So she Crazy. So I was like tossed up, you know? Yeah. And then at that point, I just said, hey man, this is the situation. And he was like, boy, you know, you got to... I want you to play, you know? Because I was kind of like at that time playing probably some of the best football that I was playing right. in, my, in my life. And... Um, yeah, I just had a moment, bro, where I had an honest conversation with myself, and I said, okay, cool, let me take, let me actually stop this football thing. It was hard, eh? Like, it wasn't easy. It was like, from 13 to 23, that's what I did with my life. Damn. And then I just said, okay. And then any I anxiety? Like, the, was yeah. there any of those thoughts like, damn, what yeah, am I going to do with my life? Yeah, my team went on to win the Boston Cup. And you left. And I was sitting in a cubicle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I'm sure that kills you, because like, yeah. maybe that was my shot. You see, so yeah, yeah, yeah. those thoughts did cross my mind, you know, in, in, in that instance. But did that make you go harder? Because, like, you could yes, have. It did. It actually, it actually made me go. It actually made me decide that um, when you make a decision to do something, right, you got to hold yourself accountable. One hundred percent. So, I found sort of refuge and peace in the fact that I was decisive. Right. So, because I was decisive, I was like, "All right, cool, man." I, 
Shout out to him. I was so happy for the boys. I, there was no like weird vibes. Of course, I'm very of course, happy yeah, they won, yeah. man. Those are my guys. And I was stuck in a cubicle, but I was stuck in the cubicle because I had chose to be there. You're so right. that's what motivated me. Okay. And then what I did was I quit the nine to five two months later. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, I hustled another opportunity. I wanted to get into the creative space. Right. So I, I actually spent eight months at that corporate job. And I was calling like digital marketing agencies, and then I actually caught a lick because my my mother had, my mother had a friend growing up that had a son that they kind of like raised together. Right. At a, at a, at a certain point, mm-hmm. um, his name was Dane. Like, shout out to Dane. He's right. A good, he's a good dude. He gave me an opportunity at his digital marketing agency. Crazy. So okay. I just called him once and said, "Hey, bro, I'm trying to leave this job, man. I see you got this agency. My name is Vaughn. I'm Dale's son. Like, like, oh, okay, okay, cool." sent the CV and then in January I joined the digital agency and that's really when I started getting entrenched into like the creative marketing stuff right but I took a pay cut I was like an intern so you, yeah, I, yeah, just took, I took a level down to get into an industry that I was more interested in right yeah. okay okay yeah. okay so now you're in this digital marketing agency and yeah. obviously you're doing the most, I'm guessing, because, I mean, yeah. you're having a pay cut, you're an intern, you need to show that you're worth being here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so w- what happens for you to now make that change? Like, uh, it, not necessarily change, but, like, what happens for you to now take it more seriously? I think um, at that point... Like, when did you know that you were dope enough to take it seriously? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel you like go to that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, to be honest with you, bro, like... I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I just knew that I, I couldn't be in that cubicle anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I've always had this thing inside me where it's like, I'm aware of my potential, right? My potential is quite tangible to me. I I live with it and feel it every day. Right. You know? So I can't lie to myself. So when I, when I get to a point where I know I'm doing something that's not feeding the potential that I believe I have, I have to move, right? right. So that's what I moved to that digital agency with, knowing that yo, I, I know I have potential. To, to do something. I don't actually know what's going to happen when I go there, but I'm, I know whatever it is, I'm prepared to um, attach it to my to my potential. So when I got in, just like you said, bro, I was doing the most. I was like learning. I was mostly spending long nights, like researching, learning, reading. I did my qualifications. Like um, at that point, I, I got... Um, I was also finishing off my studies. Right. Because uh, at Boston Media House, okay. I, got okay. a, I got a bursary at Boston Media House when I left the football. Right. Um, I think it was DJ Fresh. He gave me a bursary. Dope. So yeah, that was a blessing because like my parents had to pay for my brother to finish. Right. They didn't have to worry about me because the money was was a bit tight that time. So I moved in here. I I moved out of Joburg, did the job thing, finished my studies. So it was a very intense year and a half of like learning that I went through. But but because I believed in myself enough, and I believed in my potential enough, it carried me through the, the hardships of like the learning phase. Right. And I, I managed to grow quite quickly in the business. You know? uh-huh. Because a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of things are like, you learn them on the job when you're, uh, when you're accepting of learning. Of course. You know, it's like of if course. your mind is open enough to learn, even if it's um, how to engage with people and every single engagement you have, you figure out how to talk, mm-hmm. how to position yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those little things like added up over time and I ended up um, yeah I ended up progressing quite nicely in the in the uh, in that in that agency Dope. I went from like like intern to lead strategist in about probably in two years 
Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, half two years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now you're leading head. Uh, you're leading strategist. Yeah. Um, what's next? Because obviously you're not doing that right now. But yeah. obviously we get to that. But like, yeah. what's next? What What makes you leave? So, it's it was a couple of things. Eh? So I was a lead strategist working on a couple of clients. Okay. Um, at the time, it was like fairly big insurance brands. Um, a big sort of manufacturing brand like I had like a quite a portfolio of like quite intense corporates you know so there was a lot of skills I developed there in the boardroom and stuff right so, so I'm playing up in the boardroom man like I like like me you know what I mean like I <laughs> and then having to like sell on ideas and stuff to to fairly conservative um, crowds was a, was was I didn't know it at the time but it was like sharpening my my thinking process right because I had to find ways to take ideas and make them palatable and understandable to like somebody that actually has no idea what I'm talking about or the right. culture I'm referring to or you know or even the tech I'm referring to right. and, and that, that process was quite it, it shaped me a lot so I, I became very good at like speaking and like weird things man that like I I mean I was always a talking talkative naughty like yeah but now you're a talker but, but now like, you feel me now yeah, I'm like, now you're like a talker. I'm, now, now I'm on my Obama <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but I mean like yeah so those skills developed and then um I ended up I ended up auditioning at uh, Cliff Central right when they opened yeah, yeah, yeah so I got a bit of a radio show on Cliff Central for a couple of years which was quite cool yeah so okay. I was doing the lead agency thing and then I was on Cliff Central what, like, what sparked that like what makes you go to Cliff Central what makes you think you have what it takes to be on radio I'm just saying I mean yeah really. that's, that's a good that's a good question and the thing is bro like I think I weird I'm, it's weird it's a weird thing to say because it's, it's, it's not a thing of arrogance but I I sometimes feel like I have what it takes to do anything you know? I don't think it's arrogance let me tell you why I don't think yeah. it's arrogance right because that's what I hate about society I hate the fact that society when you believe in yourself and you trust your dopeness mm-hmm. it's arrogance like fuck that i think i'm the de- best like, like i think i'm the best you know <laughs> what i mean like it's yeah, just I what mean, it is I, I agree with you i think there is like this like weird thing that's cast over people that have like, this level of self-confidence yeah, yeah, yeah. And they label it like arrogance and you don't do get that. over here it's just because i believe in myself and you don't yeah. doesn't mean i'm arrogant bro. i mean Sorry. i trust i think i trust myself enough to figure anything i do out right so i i kind of i kind of wanted to test myself in that space because i like conversations i have opinions I actually do want to have an influence on, on, on people in a positive way. Of course. So I thought, okay, this is a cool platform for me to try and figure it out. So when I when I um, applied and I got the and I got the opportunity to do it, I was like, oh well, like I could do this, you know? Right. And, yeah. Then I went on this journey with them, and uh, it was a nice like, oh, you know, went two three years on radio that was coupled with working at the agency. Crazy. Yeah, and I had a I had a few shows. Um, uh, you That's know, so interacted dope. with Gareth. I also listened to a lot of Gareth when I was a kid. Obviously, I mean. You know, Gary yeah, was quite yeah. a prominent. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so and, and he's a very opinionated, like quite a controversial character. Yes, so yes. I, I kind of gravitated to that part of him. Um, you don't always agree with everything he says, but of course. But you can't fault the guy for having voicing ideas. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm having alternative all. ideas. Yeah. So I like that, and and that's kind of gravitated me towards radio. But I think as time went on with the radio thing. I realized like, okay, it's not actually the medium I want to operate on. Okay. It's a really great experience, but I don't think this is for me going forward. I, okay. I, I, I lost the like passion for it or the right. interest in it yeah, yeah. over time. Okay. So, so yeah, so that was happening while I was at that agency, right? Right. The lead strategist. How old are you at this time when you leave this pad? This month has been about 20, I was about 24. Okay. Okay. 24, 25. So this is like 2014, 2015. Right. Okay. Right. 
Yeah, I, I just turned 30. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just told everybody. <laughs> yeah, so I just told you, I said, whatever, man. But shout out to Fred, he says he's 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell everybody everybody's age. <laughs> tell, tell <laughs> no, I know, because he's going to laugh at that. Yeah. So, so um, that's was about 25, 24, 25. And then um, I got headhunted at a, another agency. Okay. Um, to come and start up a digital marketing department. Right? Dope. So I left the agency that I was at for those years. I still stayed at Cliff Central for, it was about a couple of months after that. Then I went to this agency and I started there. Right. But it was around about that time that I was starting to think about pivoting and, and uh, starting my own businesses. Okay, what kind of business were you trying to pivot into? So, during, yeah, so during my during my time, uh, the, during the last stint at the agency I was at, um, as the lead strategist, yeah, I met uh, JR. Okay. Yeah, I met JR at a birthday party. My boy George Javakian had a birthday, okay. his birthday at a park in, um, Ah man, where is this? Walter Susukado. Aha. Did you call that section? Um, botanical, botanical Gardens, yeah. I think it's the one by Emirates. Yes. Emirates. That one with the, with, the, with the waterfall. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly yes. what you're talking about. That's so, why we shot one of our lookbooks oh, in Purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire. Fire section, man. So we were chilling. So yeah, we had a, a picnic and, and JR was there, George. A couple of the dudes, man. I, I can't really remember. We were hanging out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were just speaking, man, having conversations. I think. Um, we must have been talking about music and uh, you know I've always been a like musically inclined person of from, from like a culture perspective yeah like, you know, I've been a big hip-hop fan like grew up I was fortunate enough to grow up amongst different cultures bro, mm-hmm. you know at the, mm-hmm. in the hostel that I lived in when I was playing football right so I was out of home from like 16 you know right so, so living with the guys and Getting exposed to different Man, tastes in music and hip hop, in different types of energies from different types of cultures. You know what I'm saying? Like which that, is embedded in you right now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, bro. It's like this, like such a such, when I think about it now, it's like such a dope like reference. Yeah. To always tap into and understand things that I wouldn't have been exposed to if I grew up in my sort of like, white Pritzker. household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No like, cap. Pritzker, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so. Oh, Pretoria. Yeah, yeah. No cap. Mm-hmm. That's on no cap. I mean, like really, like. That's the biggest blessing football ever gave me was the exposure to the different cultures and stuff. Because because what it did was it introduced me to this whole world of, of possibility that I, I would have never been exposed to. So like my music taste, my understanding of like everything, bro, from like foods to style to clothing to like all those things were molded during those times when I lived with my teammates. You know? Right. So, so I've always been inclined that way. So when I met that day in the park we were having a conversation we were talking about things like that you know just right. overall opinions on rap music and and i think jr and i got into some engaging conversations and right i think at the end of that at the end of that we just exchanged numbers and we stayed oh, in dope. touch and then a week or two later he just hit me up and said hey man like pull up to um pull, pull up to the studio bro. like i want to have a chat so i um for real yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like that? Yeah, he just said to me, actually before we left, he said, yo bro, I like the way you think. Uh, it was dope meeting you. And I was like, all right, shut up. He's like, yo, I'm gonna hit you up. Maybe come through to the studio or the office. And I was like, okay, cool. And then he, he did, he really did. So shout out to JR. He hit me up. Stand and, up guy, yeah, for real? Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. He hit me up and we went through to his uh, studio. It was in Woodmead at the time. Um, 
I drove there and he was in the Ford Figo boy. He filmed me straight from the agency. I had like six pack of Heineken's on me. I said, I'm going to jail. I pulled up, greeted him. We sat down. I walked into the studio and that was the exact uh, moment that I actually met Shane. Yeah, Shane was in the studio for the first time meeting JR because JR was also like interested yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane. Yes, he was. We all yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So walked into the studio, JR, Shane, boom. I had no idea who uh, Shane was. I, I didn't watch The Hustle. Yeah. You know, I I just didn't think rap music lived in a reality TV show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I felt it was weird when I saw that whole thing. Right. And also, to be fair, like, I haven't really had TV in the traditional way for Yet. Yeah, because you've been in a hostel. Yeah, like, bro. It wasn't like, like a thing. And then I was just like an internet kid. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like only streaming and like only, you know. So I wasn't aware of who he was, but we linked up that day and we met. And then uh, yeah, Jay and I, Jay, Jay and I chopped it up over a period of time. Right. Um, we were like just I don't know, man, hanging out, figuring things out um, for a couple of months. I think I must have been like kind of unofficially working with JR on things for the better side of eight months. But not unofficially working, like giving opinions on certain things. Yeah, I think we were like assisting with certain digital marketing strategies. Yeah, I think I think it was it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it was, you know, but we were working towards trying to make an official business arrangement amongst ourselves. Like I think he wanted me to manage his label um, at the time he wanted to do, get Shane on board, he was going to try and grow out the feel good music like record label. You know? right. so that's what it felt like at the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so when I say unofficially, I'm saying like we were working through that process yeah, 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 to figure no, out what you. that looked like. Yeah. Okay, okay. And um, okay. it was cool, man. Like I learned a lot from JR, man. JR is a, a, a very, um, he's, a, he's, he's got a very good musical ear. Mm-hmm. He's, also, he's also a very good talent. Definitely guy. see that, I yeah. mean. Yeah, he's, a, he's got a lot of talent. I mean, I think JR is like, he's, he's definitely top tier talent, you know, um, I've, I've never, I've never thought otherwise. Actually, I've always thought, even when, before I met him, I always thought, yeah, this dude's got a different, different sound, a different Yeah, thing, I mean, his know? biggest song was, at, at that point in time, Make the Circle Bigger. Like, that, that, that song, um, okay, for me, outside looking on, that's like, that was the most culturally um, impactful song because it was this black guy. Um, communicating to a different crowd, but it still communicates to the crowd that's the color of his skin. You yeah, get what I mean? But absolutely. other people can still relate to it. White people. hundred percent. hundred percent. It was really good. And he's good at that. He's a very, he's very smart. You know, he's yeah, very smart yeah. So I learned a lot from him in that sense, you know. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good experience. But what happened then, I, was, I think after a couple of months, you know, it, 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 we went our separate ways. Right. Um, you know, amicably to to a degree. You know, things are always that's how life is. Yeah, man, you're always yeah, yeah, yeah. moving on. So we went our separate ways. I um I had left Feel Good Music. Uh, like when I say left, I mean we just more yeah, drifted, stopped drifted. Yeah, stopped like doing more, the thing. Yeah, Jay also was like focusing a lot on going into like sort of production stuff, which you saw now. He's all the production stuff he's done with his, with his recent work. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. Great, like the Feel Good Live yes, sessions he's doing. Yes, sir. All that stuff's been excellent, you know. So right. He obviously drifted there. We, I went, to, I went back, and I kind of was then zoning in on the um, on the agency work. Obviously, I hadn't stopped working at the agency while I was doing Feel Good. Okay, so okay. I was still okay. working permanently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just kind of doing it on the side of him, building, building. And then, yeah, then I took a chance again. I focused on the agency stuff. That's when I got headhunted at that other agency. Right. Starting up the department. At right. that time, I 
I hit up, I hit up Shane. Why? And what what sparked you hitting me, me hitting him up? I need to know that yeah. because I mean we all know someone is a good um, musician, or we always know someone is special. But like, yeah. why specifically pick up the phone and be like, "Yo, let's have a conversation"? Like, what did you, what 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 did you see? You what did you think you could offer him that he didn't have at that moment in time? That's a good question. I think. Um, so I had spent a, a bit of time with him, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. at Feelgood, and right. I built a friendship with him. We had gotten quite close to a degree, right? Um, and I obviously saw him in studio, like saw like what he was capable of, even outside when we'd hang out, like ideas we would have and stuff. And I saw like this, this kid's got like a lot of talent, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, once again, that that intuition thing uh, kicks in, bro. Where I know that there's something inside of me that I need to explore, that I need to pursue mm-hmm. um, because I believe it. Right. Um, hard to articulate, but I knew that it was a calling and a drawing to, to doing something right. in that industry and in that space. Right. right. Um, especially because I had now a degree of knowledge from coming from the, the setup I was at, you know, for a few months with Feel Good and then having that knowledge and then having this feeling about like what it is that I really want to achieve, I, I thought, and then having the friendship with Shane at the time, I was like, okay, actually, maybe this is the, the way to go about this, you know? Right. And then um, I did a lot of thinking. I, I, I planned stuff on, on paper and I tried to figure out like how this would work. Right. And then I, I hit him up uh, at the time. I hit him up and his, his, his friends and his, his, his um, team at the time. It was like him, Nicole and Shula. So right. Then, obviously, I mean, it's his, his girl and then it was his best friend at the time that they like were coming from school. Right, school, you know? right, right, right. I set them up and we had a friendship and I said, yo guys, let's have lunch. Yeah. I, yeah, I pretty much just said to them, look guys, this is what I'm thinking. Um, I think that we have the potential to do this thing independently. Right. Um, kind of like just laid out the idea of Eagle Entertainment, brought it to them, said like, yo, I want to plug in, I'll provide X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, and uh, I think we can do this together, you know. Okay. And then yeah, shout out, shout out to shout out to them, bro. They a, a couple of, I think a couple of weeks passed. We were just still hanging out, like you know, you don't make instant decisions. Like of course, that. Yeah, yeah. And then I think that was in about February. So wait, hold up. So you basically mentioned Egon not signed to feel good, in essence. No uh, I think I think yeah yeah I think to a degree yes, but to a degree that Shane was always he always knew what he was going to do. Okay. Shane, I don't think Shane was looking to sign to feel good on his own accord because when I had left feel good he, he had stayed for a couple of months now, right feeding it out and they did a couple of shows and stuff yeah and then, you know knowing Shane he he had made his mind up independently already you know okay I think that pro- probably that conversation just provided an alternative option at the time right you know I mean? right probably just helped along the way okay 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 yeah, no, okay he, he made his own mind up for sure okay and then um yeah, then we, that was February of 2016 right. that we had that meeting. And then um, I think we officially registered Eagle Entertainment as uh, business partners uh, on, a, on a 50-50 basis in May, on the 25th of May, 2016. Okay. I remember that, yeah. Okay. So that's when, yeah, that's when we officially registered the business and then, yeah, we started working, man. Did you have a plan? Of course. I mean, you work for an agency, so you had, I'm sure, everything detailed out as as to how things should move. Yeah, I had a a plan. Um, I had done a lot of my own research and, like, learnings. I also, at the time, said to myself, look, man, if I'm going to make this work, 
I'm going to need to make it work, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I quit my job that I was just headhunted at. Right. So after my three months at that job, you I quit. quit, yeah. Right. So I quit my 9 to 5. I opened up Eagle Entertainment with Shane, and then I also simultaneously opened up a creative agency called uh, Creative Coalition. So okay. Coalition. Uh -huh. So, and that business coalition I owned um, by myself. Okay. Um, and the Eagle Entertainment with of Shane course, and I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because I knew as well when you're independent, when you're going to do things independently, it's a, it's a lot of strain on a business, man. Especially, right. especially if the well being of the artist is your main concern. Yes. Which, which has always been like my, my kind of, um, like I'm always inclined to care about the artists more than the business. Right. right? Which in strictly business, music business terms is not always the most beneficial of thing on the bottom yes. line. But like, the artist is the artist. But like, ah man, it's just the way I, I am. And I, and I take no regret on it. I love, I love that. I love artists. I love creators. It's my thing, you know? So, so um, I knew that, so I opened up the, the, the agency to think, because in my head I thought to myself, what I can do with the network of clients I've engaged with over the years is I can start pitching to win some contracts, man. Right. You know, to win it through my own agency and set that up. Okay. So, yeah, then I, I started doing that, bro. So right. Eagle Entertainment started, Coalition started in 2016, and then started working, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, obviously, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of what happens in Shane in um, Eagle Entertainment because what happens happens. Um, th there's specifically one aspect I want us to tap into though, sure, uh, which is definitely um, so from an independent stance, right? Um, certain things had to be done yeah. in a different manner. Um, yeah. And when I say in a different manner, it's in an unconventional manner, in a manner that you've never seen be, being done before. And this you researched or you studied specific artists at that time and point, that yeah. time and place where that were big independently. Yeah. Um, so how did you guys position yourselves in such a way that um, you guys were like one of the biggest um, independent acts at that point in time? You know what yeah. I mean? Like how does that happen? Like how does it, someone go from almost signing or probably not signing yeah. to having an independent label and now like you guys are fucking shit up? Like oh, how does yeah. that happen? Hey. A lot of things happen to make that happen, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I think if I had to try, try my best to explain it, is that, right. you know, bro, at the time when we came together, man, we had like a very unified goal, right. a very unified energy, right. and like, like an undoubted dedication to what we wanted to achieve. Like we were fully immersed right. in the dream and the idea. Okay. Right? And now, when we came together, Shane, um, obviously at the time, he had the, the Vuzu, gig and stuff so yes. that was work that he was busy pushing out we were then um, obviously I was also on the agency side was that part of the plan like, like in terms of obviously he's yeah, on TV yeah. it's, yeah. it's easier to push an artist after it's been done TV yeah, I think we, we wanted know to your face use, yeah we wanted to use the platform at the time as to our advantage right. because you know that they can go two ways eh? of course you can become stay there the, for good. Yeah, you can become the presenter. I mean, we've seen that happen. Rap. No names mentioned, but we've seen that happen a couple of times. The reality of but, things. No, but you're right. I, and I'm saying that the, the, the fear, the fear of that is that not the fear, but the thought of it. You have to when you whenever we think of things, bro, we have to consider both sides of the coin. Of course. Because otherwise, you're not making an informed decision. So of course. And and yeah, and, and also, but shout out to Shane. He's also very decisive. He also knows like how he wants to 
uh, how he knows he can handle things and how he knows he can uh, finesse things when he's practically doing the effort. Right. Um, so I think he did a really good job on Vuzufu in that, in that way. But yeah, again, yeah. Um, and also, we were strategic with him and we knew we could utilize it as a way to push the, the music. But at the time, we hadn't had big music out, right? Yes. We had, I think, uh, we had a couple of singles out and then we had, um, that, that were doing well within the scope of, of the fan base we had at the time. Right. But then Mayo was a big drop with Speedster, so yes, that was sir. a good run late 2016. Yes, but during sir. that period from when we started Eagle Entertainment, we were working on Yellow. Right. You know, so in the background, that's why I'm saying that unification and that understanding of the of the dream and the dedication to that was it was very much internal that radiated externally, you know. Right. And um, because we knew what we were cooking in the in the in the at that time it was in one of my bedrooms in my apartment. Right. Um, in, in, in four ways.
so yeah, man. I think it was that exactly that. You know, yeah. that unified um, that unified energy on achieving the goal. Yeah. Um, and at the time, we were we were recording, you know, in in a in a room in one of my in my previous apartments, of course. Yeah. So I like I like sold my like dining room stuff and I moved my whole house around. Like, yo, that apartment became the studio, man. We had like rappers in and out of there, like. It was a crazy, crazy. So you saw game. some of your shit, basically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, I, I also bought studio equipment and stuff. Right, but that so, shit, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I had to like also whatever I had saved up during my agency days, I invested into like studio equipment for us. Right. Where like, Shane and I were like, alright, cool, man, let's just do this thing. Let's figure it out. Like, so we did. yeah, so we did. We, we put it up, um, and then we worked, bro. We worked nights on nights on end, man. Like our engineer Odie. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Odie, man. He's like a real. A real G bro, he would like do all nighters and then go to work at six AM. Like it was it was a crazy year and a half, bro. Right. So 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 to 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 to, to like add to the answer of, of that question of like how does that happen? It's just it's that, bro. It's the little small sacrifices and dedications that you unit that you take as a unit. Right. When you're on the same path that right. adds to the energy internally. That ends up radiating externally. Uh-huh. That's the best way for me Chucking to Chucking the chakra pole yeah. bars, boy. <laughs> you know, you chakra. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, if I had to try and articulate it, it was that I, I, I could never tie it down to one specific thing. It was a, it was a multitude of, yeah. of, of positive reinforcements, positive energy mm, that, mm, that really, mm, that really mm, forged mm, the way. Mm. But we did remain strategic. Right. We didn't just let things float. We, we, we allowed things to happen, but we also... Um, kept our head on our shoulders in terms of when to do things, how to do things, and um, give me one thing you guys did that you would say was the most strategic thing that you guys did um, at the time. Yeah, Julia. Okay. So, so dropping dropping Julia was a very strategic move. In which sense? Because if you guys remember, Julia it. wasn't on Yellow. Yes. And Julia had a music video, and it was a very big. Um, yes, sir. The biggest songs on our catalog right. at the time. Um, that was a very strategic move, uh, and that also came came out organically in studio. You know, shout out to Shooter. Shooter's like the producer that did the whole album. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an extremely talented, very musical guy. Um, one of my favorite artists. You know, just so, in general. Okay, so how how did you guys? I'm sorry to interject you there, no, it's but fine. Yeah. how did you guys? Why did you guys do that with Julia specifically? Yeah, exactly. So what kick did it have? So, so when we felt the when we felt the music, it kind of dictated that's the move. Like, yo, let's put this out because it'll bring it'll bring um, what we've kind of garnered as a as a as a critical mass in South Africa up to speed with what we about to do. Uh-huh. Okay. And okay. it was a okay. it was a statement at the time because I don't think like anybody had really. Um, Taken that approach to a song yes, in a sir. long time, you yes, know, sir. Um, and also just because even I was surprised. I mean, yeah, I, and I think single with the, the music image, video, yeah, exactly. And the music the video was quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the music video was fire. So yeah, the DNA for that. So the, the 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 thing was the concept and the kind of um, uh, perception of Shane mm-hmm. at the time was something that you can't you don't always have control over because that's also up to a a, a, a audience to decide. Yes sir. But we knew that a Julia would set the tone and would, would, would just shake that a bit. Right. You know? So strategically it made sense and, and also it's an it was an organic thing. It wasn't like we said, okay, let's plan that thing and put it it was it happened like that. Right. But we did understand that there was intention behind it. Right. Which was which I think is important. We can't 
deviate from int attention. I'm sorry, intention, just because it's organic. Right. You still have to find the intention. So, so yeah, I think to give you one, Julia was a, a big one because after that, yellow, Everything yellow, followed. yellow followed. Right. It, that yellow was yellow, yeah, 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 okay, cool. Um, one of the key things for an independent, if there's an independent artist watching this, um, what's, what are the couple, I want to I wanna dumb it down to like, what, five things? Yeah. Um, what are the five basic things an independent artist should know um, in terms of positioning, number one, number two, in terms of intention, and number three, in terms of um, public... Um, opinions uh, and public opinions in such a sense that you know as an independent artist you can literally go with the wave um, yeah. you can literally be swayed by anything because there is no record label telling you yeah. do this at this time and this this and so yeah. what are the key things as an independent artist do you think they should know in terms of those three things that I just mentioned I think so, so, so the first thing for me bro is like to be independent if you if you are choosing to go the independent route with your artistry yeah. and your music, you, you must be prepared for the responsibility. You know? mm -hmm. I think that's the very first thing. Is that I also know that it's become a fashionable thing yes, to say uh, I'm independent. Yes, you know? it's cool. It's, it's cool now. It's a very dangerous. Uh, it's, a, it's a very dangerous reason to get into being independent. Because, right. Because because the because the glory of independence is. Immaculate, it's mm -hmm. beautiful. Like mm -hmm. you reap the rewards really well, mm -hmm. but the process of being dependent—that one is gruesome. It's why would you say it's gruesome? You work to the bone to make a certain amount of money, right? right. Because you're doing it completely on your own, right? You know, we were we were like fully independent, man. Our, we were running business we we're recording in our house we were mixing mastering in house we we're producing in house um, you know so we we're going to shows on so you're our owning own. the whole chain we pretty much owned the whole chain we only had an administration deal on our publishing right and we had a distribution deal right on our digital you know right and our physical um, and you work really hard to make a certain amount of income you also invest a certain amount um, of, of money to, to make things happen right and Things don't always happen. Of course. You, you, you know what I mean? Just because you do that, just because you dedicated, work hard, invest, doesn't always mean that it works. Right. You know what I mean? So you gotta be willing to, to go through that and and sometimes being in the limelight and being in um, an industry that that shines a light on what you do, who you are, where you're from, what you're driving, what you're wearing. You know what I'm saying? That part is that they don't. You, you don't ever get to see the the, the nitty gritty. Yeah, the the, the, the dirt. Part, the yeah, dirt, yeah, yeah. You know? and it's a lot of that, bro. You know, it's a hell of a lot of that. So it's gruesome because you work really hard to put income back into the same machine, and a lot of the time it doesn't reap the rewards. Again, yeah, you know. So there's that thing, man. There's like that real difficult. Um, there's real difficult decisions that you have to make um, that you that you are accountable for. So taking the responsibility to do that is very important. And then holding each other accountable if you mm -hmm. have a team is, right. is very important too. Right. But on top of holding each other accountable, you need to hold each other accountable because you believe in each other. Right. You know? It's like if I work with you, man, 
I'm going to do that because I believe in you mm-hmm. and I'm going to expect you to believe in me. Right. And the basis of my, my me holding you accountable for your role in this thing is because I believe in you. Right. Not because I'm trying to argue with you or find a, a, an excuse. I or, feel like you or, can do better. Yeah, yeah it's like, well, I know you. you, don't, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah, believe yeah. in you. That, that's, so I think it's, it's vital to understand that the fundamentals of your relationships are that you guys believe in each other, you know? Um, and that's obviously got to do with the team that you that you build around you. Yes, sir. Um, but then accountability is a strong layer that needs to be placed on that. I think another thing that um, is important for independent artists is to is to develop a, a strong like why, like like a strong reason why you do something. Right. You know? Because those gruesome times and those difficult things are inevitable. Right. But it's. It's not the bag at the end of the the obstacle course that's mo- that mo- that will motivate you for long mm-hmm. for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that bag more. gets smaller and smaller the more times you reach it, and the more and when you're dedicated, you reach the bags. You do. Yeah. But those bags become smaller even though the money is not small. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. There's a, there's a time in your life with 50 racks. It's big money. Then there's a time in your life when 50 racks is nothing. A hundred percent. But you're going to keep going that obstacle course. So your reason why you do that, the reason why you will crawl through the mud, the reason why you will have sleepless nights or pull up over the highway and throw up because you don't know how you're going to do this and do that. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason why you do those things needs to be more than money, the, 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 more than the, the money and the fame. Right. So, so like the notoriety and stuff just becomes irrelevant after a while. It's like you become numb to it. So. Your why has to be rooted in the core of what you do. So, mm. so that's what I would say is an important thing for independent people thinking to go independent. Is like first identify why it is you do this thing, and attach it to a attach it to a message that is representative of yourself, but that can last. Right. You know, like what are we saying? Right. I mean, that thing is important. Um, and then also, man, like, like, like. Attachment, like mm-hmm. being being able, developing a very high level of emotional intelligence right. is very important in an independent setup mm-hmm. because frustration is rife. Yes, sir. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> frustration is real. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to understand where your frustration comes from, and you have to channel it correctly mm-hmm. because you can create problems in an independent setup that shouldn't be problems based off your lack of emotional intelligence. Yes, sir. So, your emo- so, so, so being able to rationalize with yourself before you project is very important. And it's just an important skill to have overall in life, but like specifically in a place where you're trying to monetize and systemize like art. Right. Because you know, it's a passionate job. Yeah. And it's a emotional touchy, job emotional well. job. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it requires you to actually be more rational, logical, and objective than um, Most than ever before. Yes, exactly. Sir. Most yeah. other jobs, you know? So yeah. so like that thing is very important, bro. And and the, when I say attachment, it's like don't get too attached to money. Right. Don't get too attached to public opinion. Right. Don't get too attached to fame. I was about to say that one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Don't get important too important one. Yeah. Don't get too attached to your music. Aha. Uh-huh. In which sense? Music. So at a point when you're making art and you're putting it out, right? Yeah. You you have to you have to be able to have a difficult conversation with, with yourself. And that one is 
when I put this music out, like, who does it belong to? You know? mm -hmm. It doesn't belong to me anymore. Right. Anyone else can do whatever you they want to do. Yeah, you download that music, now it belongs to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when, once it belongs to the public, because, the, no, as I'm saying, because it's a reality that what you create ends up not belonging to you, in that sense, yeah. you need to also understand that you are not only creating this for yourself. Okay. It's good to have the expression. See, this is why I'm saying it's a difficult conversation. Yeah, because I you do need to balance the two. Yes, but, but balance the two is, is also like, it, 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 it's not always about balance. Sometimes the extremities are great. Yes. So, so you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like an overall thing. Yes. So I'm going, so I'm, so I'm saying in that sense, it's like don't be attached too much to your music because you need to be able to take constructive criticism. Right. You need to be able to be emotionally intelligent enough to look at a response to something that you thought was good that wasn't. Yes. And be able to look at it and find out like, how can I adapt or how can I better this? Instead of taking it, instead, of, instead the of going, these people sleep on me. Yeah, these guys don't know that I'm in. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. like, it's like, okay, that is also a possibility. Don't get me wrong. Like, absolutely that happens all the time. But don't make that the thing that you always say. You need to have the ability to go, what, what did I do there that I thought was the one but wasn't? And go and workshop that. That's, that is taking yourself seriously. You know? right. I don't think that's belittling or that's not insulting in any way. It depends on your level of EQ. Right. So like the attachment thing is actually interesting and, and when it comes to the music and the actual product. You need to be able to, at a point, detach enough to appreciate that or to analyze it. You know? Okay. So like, that would be like my fourth point. And I think my fifth point, man, would be to, it's, it's a very serious, like, career choice, eh? Yeah. Like, to be independent and to do this thing by yourself. Yes. I think there's an element there, bro, that I think on a lighter note is like, because it is a very serious thing, and because it is so strenuous and it can be really challenging, like, breathe out. Don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Breathe like, out. Also, yeah. yeah, just breathe out, man. Understand, like, yo, like, you're actually very blessed to be in a position where you can do things like this for a living. And you know? how you and, want to do it. And how you, and be in control. It's like, it's actually not heavy sometimes. Right. Because sometimes it's cool. Exactly, man. Sometimes it's cool to just breathe out, hang out, live your life, let go, think clearly. Like, you don't always have to tie yourself to this never-ending idea of achievement. Uh -huh. like, sometimes just exist, you know? Like, hmm. Just exist. So, oh, like, that's a powerful one. Have that ability. I think those are my five things I would say. I mean, obviously there's more practical things. Yeah. Like, wise up on your on your contracts. Wise up on your, on your distribution deals. Wise up on your publishing deals. Wise up on how the music business operates. That right. one, I think, is standard. Standard. Like, it I'm, should be. I'm talking about the intangible. It really should be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. if... if if you're gonna say, yo, my EQ's high, I'm gonna do this independent thing, but you don't understand publishing, like, yo, that's not for you, man. You don't do that. Yeah, I mean, you know you're I mean? already in the movie track. First, obviously, understand the business. Yeah, that yeah, one yeah. goes without saying. Okay. But those five things I would say are like the things I've learned from practically doing. Okay, yeah. okay.
back to your life okay now yeah. ego is detainment <laughs> yeah fast forward everything happens yellow yeah, no. i really want to get into i do have a question though of course um, it's fine. i hate questions though uh, i know i've been asking about that but um digital um streaming sites right because yeah. you guys were on Times square um, yes. at one point you know yes. i was saying what like i forgot which project it was Right. The most recent How does that happen? I'm just very curious. Do sure. people reach out? Do you know certain people, or do people yeah. um, have affiliations to what you guys do and really like what you guys are doing? Because mm. I mean, I see that it's like, oh damn, shit, um, what the fuck? And everyone else is like, oh, what the fuck? How the hell that happen? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. how the hell does it actually happen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, over there, man. Like, what happened was, um, I developed some relationships, man. Like. Um, I, I just, over time, cultivated relationships. Uh, this, none of that happened through any streaming platform. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't through Spotify? No, it wasn't Spotify. Wrong. It wasn't Apple Music. I went direct, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I, I, had a, I have a direct relationship now in the, in the spaces that I... Monetary exchange? Or it's just uh, a oh, verbal oh, uh, agreement? No, there's always exchange. So okay. when it's not monetary, it's value. When it's not value, it's monetary. Okay, you know? okay. I think like it's important to know that like right. things don't happen just because you're good. Of course. Yeah, things happen because you're willing to make things happen. A hundred percent. So so I was I had an idea and um, I, I I put two and two together just like when you're dedicated to something you'll figure it out. Yes. Put two and two together, made a few calls, did a few emails, planned the thing, and then. Uh, and then it dropped and I just surprised the team. So, yo, gents, check it out. Oh, dope. Fucking crazy. In New York City, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. fucking crazy. Okay, But cool. I mean, that was, yeah, that was actually, so that was last year, oh, last year October, last year, around about this time. Yeah. Last year, 2019. Yeah. But now we had, yeah, we, were, we had already released uh, Dark Moon Flop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Fast forward, Ego Entertainment. Um, you guys go your separate ways. Um, yeah, beginning of, we, we, I left, I left, so I resigned from I resigned my shares from Eagle Entertainment in officially in January February of this year. 
but I had like unofficially, you know, mentally left the, the business in November, December 2019. Right, and obviously I'm not going to ask you the reason, but you have to give me a reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, just to sum it up, I think, bro, like, you know how things go, man. You, you gravitate towards, I mean, you, you things, just... Yeah, you, you, you kind of, um, you, you know... Things each other? Yeah, and, and, and but, I mean, like, yo, Shane and I, we... We, we had meetings about it, you know, we spoke about it. Right. And then I, I just made the decision to do it that way and it was, it was, uh, it was, it is what it is, you know? I make a book? We keep it pushing. So you guys just yeah. like, right. We, like I'm saying, we had, it wasn't like, it wasn't uh, like your fucking like, 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 pack the bags, man. Shit, yeah. like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, cool. It's, 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 it's one of those things that happen. I mean, like, there's, there's obviously nitty-gritties that are just of course that will always i think there's certain things as men that always remain between men you know? yes yes that's how it should be sometimes are, that, yeah bro that are important you know what i mean and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's not it's not uh, good it's not bad it's just things it's just yeah. things that just happen and sometimes yeah. it's just how it is so we just figure it out bro okay cool so yeah so then i left uh left entertainment that's so beginning of this year so for the last 10 months or so i've been um independent bro. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing the things, but I'm not fully I'm not fully independent anymore. I've got a new business venture with some business partners that are okay. really invested into 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 me and to my team and the ideas. So is it really mainly music or yes, just so. coalition itself or just mainly music? So it's actually been on both levels. Okay. Um so the agency coalition, obviously I'm still running that with Fred. Okay. Um, okay. So Fred's my Fred's my guy, man. Like has been my guy for like two years, three years now. We've been working on a lot of stuff together. Right, yeah, yeah. You guys worked really on the um was it the yellow? Documentary, so we did, mistaken. Yellow, yeah, we did the yellow tour together. Back yeah, yeah, yeah. we did um, the Busiswa documentary, we've done Youngster CPT. But the specific documentary you guys did with Shane after yellow, uh, I just cannot recall on the no, name. It was, it was the, the yellow one, the right? One right, the, the one that was at, at the bioscope in Mabone. Oh, that was that was Fred short film. Uh huh, that was Fred short film. Yeah. Fred actually wrote and directed that whole Yeah, thing. it felt yeah. so, um. It, it felt like you guys like played a big part in that just because I think um, Shane Eagle was part of that and his music was, was part of the scoring. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought I, 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 yeah. I thought like you guys did that together, like yeah, we did work on it together. jointly. Yeah, no, we did work on it together for sure. Fred and I would like be on the phone for hours just to. That's when we really started developing a friendship at that right. point. Okay. And then it really developed well, man. We've been working together for a while, bro. That dude's a genius. Bro. Yeah, he's a stand-up guy. Yeah, he's a hell of a stand-up guy. Also a genius. Like mad talented, right? And we've done some cool stuff together. So, so top of this year, we um, yeah, we found ourselves in a in a in a situation where we got some 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 prominent business partners that have got involved with us on a sort of agency level where we have an existing client base and a team. And then on my side, I've been kind of also appointed to um to to start up a a record label. Dope. Um, the record label is called Stay Low. Okay. 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 Um, I mean, Stay Low is like self-explanatory, you know. Like it's just like how not necessarily. I mean, I mean, it's like stay low, bro. It's like it's like been like that my whole life. You know? uh, just stay low, uh, make moves, you know. Right. So, so um, opened up the record label uh, this year. Made a right. couple of signings. Okay. Um, Lord Kes, Avi. Lord Kes is obviously one of them. Another artist called Mars Baby. Okay. He's an incredible talent from Cape Town. Uh, this is on the label side, eh? And then um, Shooter. Okay. Producer. Right. So those are the three artists I've signed on the label side, and then on the management side, I've got. Zuchi Coke Dope, uh, Pretty Ugly, Bontle, Herc. Um, okay. Herc is, um, 
Herc is an incredible producer. Mm-hmm. Dude's mad talented. Bro. Young boy, fire. And then Weechi, Weechi Tenedi. Oh, serious Young guy, legend. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. producer from Midrand. Yeah, exactly. So I've got, so yeah, so I've got like a, a like, and then I've also got a, 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 an artist called um, Katlevo Mlambo. Okay. He's a chef. He's actually the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the homie that I met uh, um, on the at the rooftop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what's this? The Hallmark. Hallmark. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. the head chef at the Moravi Club. The jazz yeah, yeah, yeah. No, serious super, guy. Super, yeah, serious guy. Yeah, he should be next here, but. Hundred percent. Yeah. But he's my, he's my, he's my dude, man. He's also a really good talent. Um, so, so yeah, man, so that's kind of the stable. It's got a management side, it's got a label side. We're working on the music. We're working also just on a couple of ideas in the pipeline. It's only been a couple of months. Right, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. still cooking. We also haven't made any big official right. uh, noise, but I guess, you know, it's, stay low. Right? Noise is not about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's literally like the conversation we just had outside um, before we started this. Yeah. That, um, more so what matters the most is really what you're doing on the ground rather than what... Uh, everyone else sees because eventually what should be known will be known um exactly, it's bro. just how it is it's like it's like a lot of people spend a lot of time making noise but not doing the work of course because you know? uh, that that noise gives you that instant gratification that yeah, shouldn't yeah. actually be there because you're not actually doing anything yeah, I, I feel I, I get embarrassed of course like, i get embarrassed by like the idea of like in the praise it's like a weird thing man like i just <laughs> kind of just back you know? i think it's definitely how i feel sometimes when people like dab me and it's just like yo dog what the fuck i didn't do anything bro it's like, like yo, I don't understand. it's just a meeting you know <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs> like people saying yo you look good oh bro i yeah. mean it's a meeting you get me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so yeah so that's kind of what i've been doing um from from the beginning of this year. Yeah, so we've literally covered your life. Okay, so pretty much. Yeah? Before we wrap it up, what are your mantras? Like, so what are the things that you tell yourself in the morning that keep you moving? How you move? I think, I think, um, I think the the main thing that keeps me that keeps me motivated and, and um, moving for is is just waking up grateful. Right. Yeah. What are you grateful for? Waking, waking up grateful is the is the most powerful um, attitude that I've developed over the last few years. Man, there was a time where there was a time where I wasn't waking up and working on a Lord Kiss right. album. You know, right. That's an incredible talent. Right. She's like one of the most incredible artists I've ever worked with. And there was a time where I never woke up to a Zuchi message at 3 a.m. with an idea. Right. There was a time where I wasn't able to like brainstorm a person like Bontle's future. Right. Work alongside a dude like Pretty Ugly, who's one of the most skilled rappers I've ever been around. You know, right. work with artists like Herc and Wichi, who are like some of the best curators of music I've ever met. You know, work right. with dudes like Mars Baby and Shooter, who are like so multi-talented and so like diverse in their understanding of art that it's like sometimes you're just quiet and in awe like those things never existed in my life at a time right and now they do so waking up and 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 thinking about how privileged and how lucky i am to have that energy in my life really fuels me man it Uh really it really like stimulates a sense of responsibility in me and it really stimulates a overarching like feeling of gratitude right and 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 that gratitude prevents me from complaining it prevents me from feeling sad it prevents me from 
being frustrated. Right. It, it, it really aligns my mind to go like, yo, man, let me take this opportunity, really appreciate it, and not appreciate it by words, appreciate it by, by action. Appreciate right. it by waking up and doing better, you know? So, so like, yeah, pretty much, bro, I, I would try, and I'd say that that's my, my, my mantra. My mantra is, is that I, I wake up grateful. Right. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. One last thing before that I forgot to get into. Of course. How do you maintain your relationships, uh, business-wise? You you know you know what the, the 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 craziest thing about a business relationship? Yeah. Is that at its core, it's it's actually a relation. It's just a relationship. Yeah. So like people go like, um, I've got a I've got a I have a good business relationship with this person. I've I've I've, I've analyzed like that thing and gone. <clears throat> I don't want to have anything that's called a good business relationship. Mm-hmm. I just want to have a good relationship. So what that means is that in a business context, I'll engage with you as a person as opposed to a person that can do something for me. Mm-hmm. Or a person that wants something from me. Right, so it's not transactional so at all. I don't want it to be at its core. Yeah, so the way I ma- ma- maintain and manage relationships is to actually just treat it as, as that, bro. Treat it as a relationship. That's a human being with thoughts, like dreams, plans, agendas, strategies. So am I. Like, let's get to know each other there and then the business can work itself out. Right. That's like the most core thing. I think it's weird when you start going, I need to manage this relationship. So that I can get this. Yeah, man. It's like, like, I I know people do that. Of course, we enjoy it. It's just weird, bro. Yeah, it's weird. Everything is extremely transactional. I think I I literally spoke about it the other day and this questions thing where, I, I I think I'm literally right now in a phase, or I think I've been in it, but I'm more consciously in it now where it's a thing of, I I, I feel the need to spread love um, without being like transactional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's almost as if we're, we're almost being um, taught or it's almost being embedded in us that in order for you to spread love, someone should be doing something for you. Yeah. And that's, that's not what it should be. That's not how it, I think it should be. I don't think love, I don't think, look, this is what I think. I think the moment it's conditional, it's not love. Yeah, that's it, 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 it should be unconditional. And yeah. same goes for loyalty and same goes for respect. Like Absolutely. the moment those things are conditional, those, it, 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 it can't fall under the same word. It can't be the same, can't describe the same thing because all those things matter because they happen at different conditions and you can still yeah. respect someone you can yeah. still love someone you can still be loyal towards someone whether they did you not necessarily dirty but whether no matter what the terrain is but you still gotta stay low yeah. <laughs> see what i did you know what you said there's actually there's actually there's actually something there that i think is, is important to say too is like it's like bro do you know how far basic levels of respect and loyalty go, you know. Yeah. I'm saying basic levels of respect is so lost in in I, I can say this industry that we work in. I mean, people are very, very, very self-indulged. Yes, sir. You know? And and that is such a such a sad like reality, but it's also such a toxic place for the people who are doing that. Right. Because the level, the, the respect, man, that just the basic respect of to you as a human being, me as a human being, but to you as a creative, and me as a creative, is like such a such a rare thing. Right. That when you do practice basic levels of respect, 
you realize your relationships thrive. Right. Um, just that, man. Like, just like I was saying in that point, bro, breathe out. <laughs> Drake has a line in one of his songs where he says, I hate how serious they take themselves. Yeah. I don't know what joint that's in. Fred will tell me. <laughs> he but definitely will. There's some line where he says that. Um, and that is such a potent thing because when you, when you, when you, when you've been a slight, when you've been in the industry to a degree, you know where that could possibly come from. And like that type of thing is so rife in the industry. It's like, yo guys, take yourself, don't take yourself so seriously because you don't show respect. You know what I mean? Like if that thing is taking away your basic levels of respect for each other, you can miss me with that story, man. That's why I don't really involve myself too much, bro. Also, there's a point six. I just remember the (laughs) time. Point six is like, be very aware of this. You must work in the industry, but, but be don't of be of it. Of course. Yeah. Yes, sir. Very, 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 very important. Don't be of the industry. Don't feel like you have to be of it to work in it. Okay. It's vital. I think that's how we're going to wrap it up. That's a very powerful thing. Thank you so much for your time, bro. I appreciate you, Ben. I appreciate you too, bro. I should have warned Dave, man. I didn't know there were going to be cameras. Yo. Yeah, always cameras. But anyway, <laughs> thank you so much, guys, for watching this episode of Dead Radio. Thank you for your time. And see you on the next one.